I think it's a lot to do with the inspiration. I, I feel like figuring out, first of all, what your art's about, and then you know, putting it out there, selling it is not always an easy thing to do. Hey there, Sarah Marie Thompson here, creative lifestyle expert and soul guide and the founder of wildandcreative.com. I do want to tell you about an amazing opportunity that's happening behind the scenes at Wild and Creative, and that is the Wild and Creative Soul Circle membership site. And this membership site truly is where creativity, intention, and magical connections change lives. So in this membership, there is so much amazing, beautiful content ready for you at any time. There are things like meditations and visualizations, but also beautiful transformational workbooks for you to download on so many different topics. There also is a ton of amazing trainings that I have added in there and will be newly replenished every single month. And also there is a ton of magical chats with amazing, amazing online public figures, authors, leaders, mentors, coaches for you to learn from and become inspired. Join us for one week free, absolutely no obligation whatsoever. The address to go to that is bit.ly slash soul circle membership. Okay, so today I have with me Christina Lineman niddle and you might know her online from Click Studio. I was just telling her that that's how I always think of her, Click Studio. We'll talk about that in a few moments when we talk about her Instagram page, but I just want to welcome her because she is such an amazing artist online, and if you're not already following her, you're going to want to. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's just, right off the bat, I would love people to actually start following you on Instagram right now so they can get the feeling of your art while we're talking. Um, it is Instagram.com slash CLKstudio. So, Please follow her. Well, thanks for having me. This is, I'm very excited about having our conversation today. I love to talk to artists because I feel like, what do I feel like? I feel like artists uh, have such a natural um, instinct to create and such, or, you know, are usually so inspired, right? And especially ones that are, you know, always painting or doing something like that every single day. But I also know that there is a little bit of an artist struggle there too with most artists, right? It's not always just happy and sunny and we're just going to paint every day. Sometimes there's like a lot of emotions that are going on, right? Yeah, there are a lot of emotions that go on in the day painting for sure. So I would love to talk to you about something that we actually just touched on even before we pressed record. And that was that, you know, you are an artist, you call yourself an artist, but it took you a little bit to get to that place where you felt comfortable saying that. So what was that journey like? Well, I think it just boils down to not being confident with what I was doing and kind of feeling wishy-washy about how I approached being making art. I didn't feel like I had a style, even though some people said, yeah, I do, but I was trying to do too many different things and trying to please too many different people. And it was just like, I don't want to tell people I'm an artist because then they're going to ask me questions about what I do and I don't have an answer for them because <laughs> I feel like it's all over the place and I feel like the flaky artist and I don't really want to be the flaky artist. 
that was how, so it took me a while to get there. So my journey really took me to, you know, once I started feeling more confident in the work I was producing, I found that I could say, yeah, I am an artist, everybody. And, and when they did have that, ask the questions, I could say, this is what I do, because I, I was solid on that. What do you think the definition of an artist is really? Like, do you think that it's different for everybody? Because I remember the substitute teacher coming into my high school art class and he was trying to rile us all up with the question of what is art? And he would, you know, be very kind of like, oh, do you think that's what it really is? Like, what do you think it is? Because like, it is, it's different for everybody, right? I just kind of remember that experience. So I always love to ask artists, like, what do you think the definition of an artist or even art actually is? Like, when does it become art? When do you become an artist? <laughs> For me, it's about connecting with people. So if, if you're connecting with people, whether that's through a visual art, through video, through writing, anything, then you're creating art. It's just what's, whatever is to you that that means. For me, that's visual art. That's how I connect with people. So it's funny that you said that you felt that maybe your art didn't really have a style to it because I would say that I could pick your art out of a crowd, which is really, really cool. I love it when artists are able to get to that point because for me, which I'm just like a dabbling artist kind of thing, right? Um, my husband would say that, you know, that I have a similar style to the work that I do, but I find that I don't, but I really appreciate artists that I'm like, oh, yes. That's Christina. That's, you know, what do you, what, do you, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that that is something that artists need to have to really create like a big name for themselves? I think it makes it easier to make a big name for yourself if you can be consistent with the work because people can recognize you. And then when you have it hanging in a coffee shop somewhere, then they're like, oh, I know that artist without even looking at the name tag. So it makes it easier. But it takes time to get there, I think, because I dabbled in everything for a long time. And, you know, there were elements of what my style is in that. But I also was trying to emulate what other artists were doing and feeling like I had to do the latest trend in order to sell work. Mm -hmm which wasn't really true to me. Have you found that as you as you have morphed into like this kind of vibe of art that you've been doing, have you found that people are really appreciating it more that you're kind of, I don't know, I guess, I mean, I guess it really is a self-expression saying that you're like, I've arrived at my, at my thing. You know what I mean? But also do you, do you find that even just energetically, they're kind of more attracted to the work you're doing because you feel more, uh, yeah, aligned to, to your vibe? I think so. Yeah, it's like I put something out there and I'm shocked quite often with the response that I get. Um, like, you know, it'll be like I post something and then an hour later, somebody's like, can I buy that? Yeah, yeah, you can buy that, please. <laughs> or, you know, it's just like I, I'll post something. I'm like, uh, nobody's going to care about this. And then suddenly that's my best post from the entire time I've been posting. I'm like, really? that's great <laughs> it's funny what we think people will like it's yeah. actually usually not that is that no. <laughs> that we're so detached from and like oh whatever that's the stuff that people love and I don't know if it's really like our energy behind it or else the thing I love about your work is that you do a lot of flowers you do a lot of plants right like that's kind of what I feel like you're really known for you know, the colors that you use are like so vibrant and alive and they really kind of give like these flowers and these plants like 
a whole other feeling and vibe. I guess that's not really a question, but just a statement I wanted to provide. Um, I love it. I love the I love the colors that you choose and the work that you do. So, Christina, yeah, why do you kind of go towards the whole flowery nature? Like, what's that for you? Well, you know, for me, that came out of just playing and experimenting with art materials and just kind of, I, I like the process of painting. I like the process of drawing. And I really found that natural elements allowed me to play. And I kind of love flowers. They're like the most beautiful thing in the world. It's hard to say that they're not, but there's just the organic shapes. You can find some beautiful lines in stem work, in leaves, in cactuses. Like there, there's just some really interesting shapes and in those subjects that I am always drawn into. And I know that I can just sit in front of a flower and find something interesting about it to draw or paint. Um, so I think that's really what brings me to it. Uh, I find when I am working, I'm reminded of people. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> because growing up, my grandparents, like my grandma grew a beautiful garden. Um, my Oma had a, a massive vegetable garden. There were, it was just something that was connected to people in my life growing up. And there's certain flowers like a fuchsia that reminds me of my grandma's neighbor. Like, so for me, it's like an exploration into these old memories of people that were really influential through my life. Um, very and, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, it's kind of interesting. Sorry, for me, I would say that my grandma flower is probably the yellow and brown pansy. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, like kind of like that one that maybe not necessarily everyone would choose, but I just like have that memory of her always having that weird color pansy. And uh, I totally get what you're saying. It makes all of your work now seem like so much more interesting. I want to be like, who does this remind you of? Who does this remind you of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like even, I haven't painted them yet. And certain flowers, you know, it depends on what I feel like in the moment. But violets make me think of my Oma because she always had the African violet sitting on her windowsill in her kitchen. And the kitchen was such a place of, you know, that was, that was a home mm -hmm. in, in her home was in the kitchen. That's where everybody kind of hung out. So, so there was that, that kind of element to, uh, to that particular flower. Um, I know you also touched base on color, uh, kind of throwing that out there. And my, the vibrant colors, like the reason I paint is color. I love color. It's everywhere in my day, I'll see something be like, oh, that color combination is like stunning. And those things will kind of pick up through my day in my mind. And then suddenly I'll be like, oh, I gotta get to the studio. I need to paint now because I've seen all these amazing colors and I wanna play with them. So that's where, you know, color drives me to paint. And that's why I'm in the studio because. I need to know about color. <laughs> I need to have that experience. So. so what what drives you to paint often? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that even some artists that call themselves artists, and all, like we said, that's a very personal thing, right? Um, I think I would call myself an artist. And you know what? I don't paint, like, every day. I sure don't. <laughs> you know, I, like I said, the thing is different for everybody. But what drives you to the studio all the time? 
Because I know that that's not, like, the life of every artist, right? Like, that's really amazing. Is it more of, like, diligence? Is it more of inspiration? Like, what's taking you there? Making money at it. Creating a life out of it. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> There's no set path to follow on that course, and you have to figure it out as you go. Mm -hmm. um, I've tried stopping painting and not being an artist. And it was horrible. It was like the worst experience of my life. So I really realized that I am, I am called to be an artist. I don't have a choice. I'm, I'm an artist. That's it. <laughs> I love so. it. And you know, it's, it's great that you actually took that time and felt like probably depleted, right? So that yeah. you understood like how much you love it. Well, yeah, exactly. It, it kind of gave me perspective on what it was in, as part of my life and kind of allowed me to be okay with things taking their time. Cause I was, I'm very impatient. I'm very impatient. I want things now and I want all the things now, but I know that it actually takes time to get all the things. Um, so I have to remind myself to be like, it's okay if this takes three months to get done. That's okay. Cause if that's the time it needs, that's the time it's going to take. And you can't have it today, Christina. That's fine. <laughs> funny that you, uh, it's funny that you, I would say that you're impatient, yet the things that you draw or things that you paint the most are flowers that need time to grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I, I would love to have every day cut flowers in my studio, but there's, it's just, it's not possible. In the middle of winter, it's not like I'm going to be able to have a peony sitting there unless I spend a ton of money on getting it to me. Um, <laughs> So I do use a lot of photo reference because of that. And that helps me just, you know, I'm taking photos in the summer constantly. When I see flowers, my phone is out and I'm taking like a zillion photos. My husband has accepted the fact that when we go to a garden, he'll be like 10, 10 miles ahead of me. <laughs> um, I so hear you there because, and it's funny how, you know, husbands kind of like adapt and you know kind of get go, kind of understand like where an artist minds artist mind comes from right yeah yeah it's interesting <laughs> what would you say have been some of your biggest like ups and downs when it's come to your artist career oh my biggest ups and downs well my biggest ups are always when I'm actually painting um that's where my joy is and that's where I'm going to have like in the studio, the greatest sense of joy for sure. Um, getting my BFA certainly was a big highlight for me in my career. Although that was like the beginning of my career. It was, it's, it laid the foundation for everything that I do. Um, being able to work in an art supply store was great. I was able to try out every medium I could possibly want. I could learn tons about technical information and grow into a community of artists. And that was amazing, being able to get to know what people are doing, be part of the shows that are going on. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of downs, Probably when I beat myself up about not achieving something that I thought I should, 
um, you know, going to a show and being like, okay, I'm going to sell X amount of paintings or, you know, I'm going to get so many people on my newsletter list. Well, if that didn't happen, I'd be like, well, why am I doing this? This is the worst thing ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to wait, right? Like, <laughs> I'm a failure or I'm a success. There's like nothing. Yeah, it's like, ah, why isn't this working? <laughs> um, and not feeling that confidence in just doing the work and, and it allowing that to connect with people on its own um, and trying to force the issue a little bit. So those were the downs. So what would you say to people, like whether or not they are an artist or doing something else and they're going through that same kind of emotional roller coaster of like, why am I doing this? Like, cause we have those days, right? Where it doesn't matter what you're doing. It could be like the weather could be weird outside and all of a sudden you feel like a failure. Like that's how an artist like, and there are emotions like work, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're a painter or not. Just the creative mind is like so sensitive to, to, the successes that we like strive for or to, you know, our to-do list, what have you. Right. So what would you say to people that are kind of going through that? Like, what would you tell yourself now when you kind of feel that coming on again? Now, cause I still have those days where I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but now I know that it is a cycle. Like I'm, it's like, okay, that's fine. Today you're going to feel like that. Just, you know, have, have a day off. That's, probably a good thing if you're feeling this way um just you know do something you feel like doing right now even if that means like curling up on the couch and watching netflix <laughs> like that's okay um because tomorrow you might feel completely different and you'll be ready to attack the the problem and you'll have a perspective that can deal with whatever it is you're you need to work on next. Um. <laughs> so true, right? It's so true how we can flip flop our emotions like so fast. I remember a couple, maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago, I had a weekend where I just felt like I wanted to quit everything. I was so emotional. It was just like, everything was like just crazy emotions. And then it's like Monday or Tuesday rolled around and I was like, that was so weird. It was like, how did I even what happened there? Like, it was like, it was outside of myself. Right. But that happens. <laughs> we want to it all. <laughs> what would you say has been your biggest like aha moment through your whole artist process? Hmm. That's a good question. My aha moment. I feel like mine have always been like very slow and like, I kind of realized them after the fact, like, sometimes years later and I'm like oh oh that was important why didn't I learn it then <laughs> um I think just being able to accept my what I'm doing is is good um the aha moment like of that for me the process is the most important part of creating a piece of art when it's done I'm kind of like oh okay it's done Meh move on like the excitement for me is in that creation moment and not necessarily about the finished product of the painting um that's just a record of what i did and so i kind of have this i've always had this little bit of oh that painting okay yeah i painted it it looks good whatever <laughs> which is like you know some paintings i absolutely love and i've held, held on to them but 
there's still good paintings and I have to like allow myself to love them still, you know, and, and remember that it's about the process for me. So how did you begin to let go of a lot of your paintings? Because I know a lot of artists fall in love with a lot of the work that they do, right? Because it's when they finish, it's at a standard where they're happy with it. They love it. So was it hard for you to start selling work or were you really excited about it? I was really excited about it. Like, I, I don't know. It's for me, they're not precious because I can do more. I, and for me, it's about the process. Like it means I get to do more of the process. Um, you know, cause in my studio, I, like I'm impatient. So I spend like, I'll do painting, put it over here and I still have time. So I'm like going to do more. So I know that for me, when I look at some kind of work that I've done, I remember what mood I was in, what the weather was like. And I remember me creating that thing and having that experience. Is that the same for you? Do you find that when you look at a painting, like you said, that whole snapshot of the creation process is kind of like, you know, stuck in your mind, like you remember everything about it? Yeah, there are, there are certain paintings that I can, you know, when I look at it, go, okay, yes, I remember these exact things that happened around creating this. Um, not necessarily specific marks, but those thoughts about people or the emotions that I have are certainly there. And that is communicated, I think, to the next person as well. Maybe not to, to my memories, but to their own memories. So um, there's other ones that I'll look at and be like, oh yeah, I painted that. And I totally forget what the experience was like of making it. But then I'm like, oh, that's really cool that I did that. I, I don't know what that disconnect or connection is for certain pieces versus other ones, but it, it's kind of an interesting thing. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I always love to ask people that question because I, I mean, some people might be literally like channeling their work and they will not remember the whole process. Right. And others might be very um, tuned into the process and just, you know, remember every moment of it. So I just think that's kind of an interesting question to ask, but so I just want to let you know that I love your work so much. And I often poke on your Instagram page because it's really happy over there. Like you've got some really fun, beautiful colors going on. And I mean, in a way, and I, and I don't want this to sound, um, this is nothing but positive, but it reminds me kind of of like, like my grandma and like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's so girly and like feminine and I just, I love it. I love it so much. So I love the way that you've been able to take, you know, your feminine energy and really like put it out onto these amazing masterpieces, but the momentum of it came from masculine energy. Right. So I find that that's so interesting and such a like interesting, beautiful contrast. Yeah. It's uh, I love that you say that it's like, reminds you of your grandma because in my mind I'm honoring those those women in our life like for me it's you know being in a female or like I I'm around women all the time in my life and it's just like it's just very cool and the things that we're attracted to are are very interesting and like flowers kind of represent women and um I kind of love grandmas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I love them. laughs> you know, it's, 
I'm not a mother yet, but I always say, it's like, oh, I just like, want to be a grandma. And everybody's like, oh, I think you have to be a mom first. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but I just, I remember like my, one of my grandmas, especially um, the one that, you know, taught me to be creative and taught me about gardening and taught me about nature. Um, I just remember her being like this really magical person in my life. And so I just, you know, think of being someone like someone else's magical person in their life, right? Do you find that, you know, what your grandma's taught you and how you're honoring the women in your life, do you find that there's some kind of like really magical element in there for you? Yeah, I think so. It makes me really appreciate those people a lot more, you know, even though I don't get to see them all the time or certain people have passed on. I am still, they're still with me because I can connect to them through, through painting. Um, and I think that's really magical. Just being able to bring back those memories and those really joyful times that I had with them. Why do you think it's important for somebody, you know, even if they don't necessarily feel like ultra creative, why do you feel it's important for them to just kind of start and just try doing something and just like express themselves in some creative way? I think art, doing art makes you more connected with who you are. So if you are interested in, in exploring yourself doing art is a really great way to get to know yourself. So at first you're going to be like uncertain about how things are going and you might find that you really like one thing versus another and, and you'll just kind of get this real exploration of who you are and it's valuable to know yourself. It is valuable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laid it out in a very simple way that it's nothing to be scared about. It doesn't even you know, it doesn't matter if you're like doodling or just like kind of sketching, sketching or what have you, or, or painting or creating a sculpture, sculpture, or what have you. Um, I think that, you know, even simple tasks such as like gardening or w walking or cooking are beautiful, like forms of art that people can learn about themselves by doing. Exactly. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Go do it. <laughs> Until next time, feel free to check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun, magical, creative activities for you to take part in. Thank you for listening.